While you're standing, I'm going to read a scripture. But this church bought into that vision uh, before anybody did, really. And I want to thank you for that. Revelations chapter 21 and verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Amen. Aren't you glad? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day, for all these fathers. We thank you for you, our heavenly Father, for what you, what you mean to us. You mean the world to us, God. God, let us see a revelation in your word today that allows us to, to be better children of our heavenly Father. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1. This is early on in the development of mankind here on earth. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God hath made. And he said unto the woman, Ye hath... Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Amen. It's a tactic of the enemy to tell you the one thing you can't do. Botanists tell us that there are approximately 2,000 edible trees today. No telling how many there were at the beginning. But he brings up that one, and we, we fall for that way too easily, too often. But this passage begins the surprisingly quick and easy fall of humanity because after he says those words, it was only five more verses and Adam and Eve traded it all away for a bite of that one thing they couldn't have and paradise was lost. A few hours later, God comes for his daily and regular visit with Adam and Eve and finds that they are hiding. Everything has changed. This is not the first, thing, first time this has happened to our God because his most beautiful and favored angel, Lucifer, along with a third of the angels, they, they fell also. And so now because all of these fallen beings are occupying the same earth, God tells them what they have started. What they have set in motion by their fall. And this is the beginning of a cosmic battle that has never stopped even up until today. But this war was a war of the undead. It was dead men walking. And they were cursed, not just humanity, but everything was, was cursed. The, the earth was cursed, the woman was cursed, the man was cursed, the serpent was cursed, the animals, the trees, the plants, the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, it was all cursed. Even the ground itself was cursed. And so then God in Genesis chapter three and verse 15 says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now the title of my message today is Better Than an Angel. Better Than an Angel. And my title admittedly might offend all of the angels among us today, but it is not my intention to do so. But since my angel has probably already read my notes and sent a memo to all the other angels, uh, hear him out, you know, he's, he's actually right. 
I'm not too worried about angelic scorn today. Amen. I'm a fan of all the cherubs among us, but in the event that the angels who were under the sound of my voice did not get that memo, or perhaps my, my angel failed to read my notes, I believe they might be looking at each one of us, looking at me, and rolling their eyes when they consider this title better than an angel. Yeah, right, they might say. I know this guy, he's no angel. And we know every other human that is in this place and they are no angel either. In fact, truth be told, we can't compare with angels. Psalms and Hebrews both say that we were made a little lower than the angels. Because let's face it, angels just have advantages over you and I. Angels are incredible beings. If you look at their beginning, they were, they were created in a favored environment. Uh, they, they were made in heaven. Psalms 51 says, I was born in sin, and, and from the moment of conception, I was already a sinner. But angels weren't, weren't born that way. They, they were not born with the burden or the effects of sin. They were created in a perfect place. They had perfect friends. They had perfect uh, environment, atmosphere, perfect God. Their teacher, their mentor, their king was God. And so they had the perfect start. Amen. Can you imagine a world if we didn't have to contend with the influences of Hollywood or pop culture? You see, they were not created or, or raised up in an environment where there were the temptations of drugs and alcohol and, and all of those things that humans so often fall for because as they were being formed, their formative experiences, they did not have to contend with an abusive father or, or a alcoholic mother, for example. They, they were not scarred by some childhood emotional trauma because at the beginning for them, it was perfect. It was perfect, but think about us. There are some here today that, that we, we don't have that story. We're the polar opposite many times of that story. We're, we're here in spite of our father or in spite of our upbringing or in spite of our mother too often. And counselors will tell us that their time counseling most people is usually spent in talking about their past and how to get over their past, how they began, how they were raised, their formative years, and things happened to them that were not their fault. They were victims of their environment, and now they're just left to deal with the sins of their fathers or their mothers, and, and we blame we blame our upbringing. We blame the influences of peers for why we are who we are, our neighbors or, or the prejudices of our community. Or for, that's the reason we are who we are. Or sometimes we'll say, well, I'm that way because the devil made me do it. But the devil didn't have a devil to make him be the devil. They don't suffer diabetes. Angels don't. They don't have joint pains. They don't have cancer, respiratory problems. They, they don't worry about health insurance because they don't need it and they don't pay bills either. Think of this, angels, they don't die. We all die. It's a point under man wants to die. Angels, they, they just don't die. 
They are of old, and so they carry with them the knowledge of beings that have traveled through time. I mean all of, of, of earthly time. And, and, and they have experience of all generations. They don't need to read the history books because they were there when history was being, was being made. They were eyewitnesses. And we live a maximum of about 130 years, really mostly less than that. But it seems that when we finally figured a few things out, then, then, then life is about over for us. You know, we've We've lived long enough, and I'm in. I, I know how this works now, and then the end comes. Humanity is no longer a mystery to them. They've, they've figured us out long time ago. The devil is bugging you. You're not his first rodeo. He's had a lot of experience tripping humans up. And you know what? Angels can fly. They can sail through the atmosphere. They, they've, learned, they've learned how to do those kind of things. And we've just recently learned the laws of physics. And we can get into a, an airplane and fly. But they've been doing that forever since the beginning. That's no big deal for them. You see, angels, they, they're durable. They're not sensitive to temperature changes. If it's too cold, they're fine. Too hot, they're fine. They don't freeze. They can run through fire and not be burned. But you see, us humans, we can only live in a very small fraction of that thermometer, or, or we just can't exist. Angels, they don't get hungry or thirsty. They, they are self-sustaining. They can walk through the Sahara Desert all day and never have a drink. But you and I, we're not able to do that. Shipwrecks don't frighten them because they can't drown. They're strong and they're big. People who have seen them, they have those testimonies. I don't know if I've ever seen an angel, but the testimonies I've had is that they're big and strong. And for... Most of human history, we could only communicate with somebody if we were near to somebody, but not them. They, they have transmissions capabilities. They're, they're able to communicate at, at far distances. They're also organized. They're very organized. They're, they're more organized than any military that we, we might have here on earth. And so let's face it, we indeed were made a little lower than the angels. But here is God at the beginning declaring hostilities between these super creatures and actually they're, they're like terminators. They're the unbeatable beings in the picture. They're, they're the ones that can never lose, so to speak. And, and not only that, they're, they number in the millions. And so God says, all right, here it is. They're, it's them against you. Millions and millions and millions of them. We can't even number them. And then two of you. They can do all this, but you two, you're frail and you're, 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 you're easily defeated. Do you get the picture here? Have I laid it out? I'm trying to hurry. But if there ever was an unfair fight, this was it. Not even J.R.R. Tolkien would write a battle scene in fantasy of two weak and ignorant warriors defeating untold millions of super soldiers. It's just not a story that works. But the truth is that there is a game changer that is the big difference in this entire cosmic struggle. Lucifer probably didn't even get it when God first uttered these words. He, he, it probably didn't even, uh, didn't even compute that there was something about these humans that angels can't do that's gonna end up being the winning 
difference. Hallelujah. You see, because God didn't simply say that it's humans, these two, against the demons. He said it is also your seed against their seed. Because Eve was easy to defeat. But you see, the seed proved far more difficult to defeat. Hallelujah. Because Eve had a secret weapon. Because when the enemy was able to defeat Eve, she was able to produce something new. Amen. Let me take a quick detour here. If you're not able to have children, something came to me while preparing this message that in the Bible, there are eight women that I could find. I did a little study yesterday of powerful, beautiful, prayerful women who, who were not able to have children, all, all except one were that way. And uh, that was the daughter of Saul. She was the one who made fun of her husband, David, for worshiping God. But of the seven that were not able to give birth after being called barren for many years, the first one was Sarah. She gave birth after a while to Isaac. And then it was Rebecca. She was also barren, gave birth to Jacob and Esau. Then Rachel gave birth to Joseph and Benjamin. The unnamed wife of Manoah gave birth to Samson. Hannah gave birth to Samuel. The great woman of Shunem housed the prophet Elijah who saw her son who was born after being declared barren, raised from the dead. And then Elizabeth who gave birth to John the Baptist. So I don't know what God has for you, but I believe that there's something amazing that God wants to produce through you. But the difference was this, it was humanity's ability to regenerate or produce something new and not to exist by being eternal such as the angels were, but to exist by a constant process of renewal. Hallelujah. This was the difference that the demonic world or the angelic world even could not understand. I'm, I'm sure that Lucifer thought that all I have to do is make Adam and Eve fall the way I fell and God would cast them out of the, his presence and that would be it. It would be over, but something fantastic happened, something that had not happened since the beginning of time because a living soul gave birth to an entirely new living Soul, hallelujah. Before it was only God that could do this. It was not a clone, it was a new being. Somebody say new. Up until this point, that was something for God alone. But you see, God said, I'm going to give her the seed. This was a development that the angels were not accustomed to. You see, there are no maternity wards in heaven or hell. There are no infant angels or toddler angels. Don't believe Hollywood's depiction of baby angels. There aren't such a thing. There ain't such a thing if that's better English. Hallelujah. Angels are what they are, and that's it. But you see, for the first time, God allowed something to start over something that he didn't start he allowed them to start over hallelujah and it was it was a priceless gift that he gave to mankind was an unlimited ability to become new you're not excited about that but you have no idea what that means hallelujah 
through the demonic attacks and the natural disasters and the personal failing and, and the effects of time, Adam and Eve were worn down. They failed and they fell. And the satanic world looked at them and said, we have won. But they were beginning to understand that with humans, it ain't ever over. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, Eve was spiritually dead. God said she was. But then her womb opened up and Seth was born. Praise God. And so they focused on Seth. Let's take him out. Well, Seth, after a period of time, he went to the grave. But Seth begat Enos. And a pattern was being established that this tireless spiritual super warriors of hell would focus all of their might against humanity and with rage and unceasing attacks. Man, they're cunning. They know how to do what they do. They would come after each generation. But you see, because of the seed, a new generation would rise up after them that had no memory of the struggle of the past. They weren't there. They didn't feel the pain. They didn't remember the hunger. They didn't remember the discouragement, the backstabbing. They didn't remember the failures of the previous generation. You see, because of the seed, they came onto the scene with a fresh hope. Hallelujah. They had new ideas. They were renewed in their vigor and their vitality. And here's what had to happen. Every generation, hell had to start over. And I, can, I think we can all testify that life takes its toll on us. If you've been around a while, you've been beat up by life. There's deception, there's distrust, discord, murder, sin, evil, you name it. Man, we make all kinds of mistakes. We are creative in how many mistakes we can make. We are in a never-ending struggle against time and against the contrary nature of this world. Evil spirits, it's all formed against us. Hallelujah. But I've got word for the devil because it's not just angels in here. There's demons in here. And I've got word for you. We're still here. You're old. You've seen this. You've attacked many generations. You were able to defeat them, hallelujah, one after the other. But look at this here today. We're still here. And the reason is, is because the devil has no answer for the new birth. He's able to do many, many things. He's a lot more powerful than we are, but he has no answer for the womb. You see, because what happened was the devil would go to a town. He don't ever stop. He, he don't take vacations. He don't ever stop. And he comes after a generation and he gets them to a point where he says, all right, we got them where we want them. We have won. But then the Bible would say a son was born. And everything changed. He would get humanity where he wanted them. And he would say, checkmate, no way out. But then the, the, the Bible would say a daughter was born. Esther would rise up. Hallelujah. And she by herself would be able to defeat all the works of the devil that had been schemed against man for a long time. You see, the one advantage humanity has over angels is that they are barren spirits and we're not. They can't die, but they can't be born again either. They sinned once. They sinned one time. 
In fact, the only sin, and it's a big sin, but the only sin that Lucifer uh, did was he had a thought. And because of that one thought, he was cast out and it was over for him. There's no hope for you, Satan. Can you imagine if that was the same for us? That because of one thought, we would be cast out of the presence of God and would never be allowed to return again? I don't know about you, but I'd rather have that than all the powers that the angels have. I'll trade being able to fly. I'll trade being able to never die. I'll trade all those things. Hallelujah. If you tell me that I can be forgiven... You see, they sinned once, and because they were a barren spirit, that one mistake proved to be final. But Eve had a seed. Enos died, but then Canaan was born. From Canaan was Mahalil. Mahalil died, but then came Jared, and Jared passed, and then it was Enoch, and it was the generations, and that's why you can look in your Bible, you can see the genealogy of man, because it's not about you. It's about you being remade. And while there were millions of angels against two humans, two didn't stay two. They began to be three and four and five and ten and twelve. Hallelujah. And the enemy would attack them and wear them out. And they would defeat the two, but the two became a dozen. And they'd defeat the dozen, but the dozen would become hundreds. And they'd defeat hundreds, but the hundreds became thousands. Come on, somebody. You get what's happening here? Do you get the power of the regeneration of the Holy Ghost in your life? You see, angels couldn't die, but humans would not stop becoming new. Humans were failing, but they were failing forward. You see, we're not just living to be living. We're living for a purpose. There is a purpose to all of this. If we can just continue becoming new until Jesus shows up, hallelujah, and push these generations to the cross where Jesus died, was buried, and rose again, hallelujah, all this failing and all this falling and all these mistakes and all this sin is being made to disappear. <clears throat> hallelujah. Sure, we're falling, but we're falling forward. Of course we fail, but yet we can be born again. Church, I'm, about, I'm trying to wrap this up, but we've made a mess of our world. But because there's, there's always hope, hallelujah, there's always, do you know what I believe? I believe, and Pastor Sullivan said it yesterday while we were just talking, that this world is a mess. But the darker it gets in this world, the more power comes to the church because a revival is coming to our world, hallelujah. That's the power of the seed. That's the power of the new birth. That's the power of regeneration. You and I can be made again. Hallelujah. When you got the Lord in the picture, it ain't ever over. And so you might have come here today and your life might be in shambles, but I want you to know that you're better than an angel. Somebody looks at you and says, man, you ain't no angel. Yeah, I know it. But I'm better than an angel. Because let me tell you what an angel has. An angel has to be saved on their goodness. 
And if they're not good, they're not saved. But you and I, we get to be saved on his goodness. There's no good, not one. But he's good, hallelujah. And so you and I can live our life confident even though we fall. Even though, you know what the Bible says? That a righteous man, he'll fall seven times. But seven times he'll get back up and he's still considered to be righteous, hallelujah. Yeah, I'm no angel, but I'm better than an angel. I'm redeemed. I've been regenerated. I've got an opportunity here today. I might have come in here with a bad attitude and a bad spirit. I might have bitterness, jealousy. I might have envy. I might have all those things. But because of the seed, I can change that mind here today. I can become a new creature. I can walk out of here totally different than I came in. That's the power of the seed. Come on, somebody. You need to know what you have available to you. You don't have to be discouraged by the fact that you're so human. We're not angels. We're better than angels. Hallelujah. Because angels were created to be perfect. You and I were created to be forgiven. Hallelujah. Peter asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive? Jesus, he asked him, well, what do you think? He said, seven times? He said, no, 70 times seven in one day, 490 times. Do you know that God doesn't live by a different set of rules than he puts on us? If he expects you to forgive the same crime, the same person in one day, 490 times, I believe that God's good for at least 490 forgivenesses in one day. What you have to do is you have to realize I am no angel, but I'm a, hallelujah, I'm a child of God. And because of that, I, I can come down here and I can be refreshed. I don't care if you're new or you've been in church a long time. Too many times we don't take advantage of that principle. We come to church and we might have been coming to church for 40 years and we get worn down, we get bitter, we get worn out, hallelujah. But if you would just understand that it doesn't matter how old you are. Abraham and Sarah, how old are you? Oh, we're too old to produce something new. No, you're not. The promise is coming through you in your old age, but you've got to allow God to make you new. Hallelujah. Somebody come to the music. I believe what God wants for his church today, Paul said, I die daily. You know what that means? If you die daily, you are born daily. Right? We preach the new birth, but we preach that as an event. That's not an event, that's a lifestyle. I'm not just born again once. I'm born again every day. Every day. His mercies are new and fresh every morning. Yay. I know I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm no angel. I've made mistakes. I get bad attitudes and bad spirits from time to time. But I want you to know that I'm able to approach the throne of grace. Angels can't do that. There is no altar for them. There is no repentance for them. But you and I, hallelujah, we're better than an angel. Today, this altar is for you. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Lord, I want to be new. 
I don't know about you, but I get tired sometimes. COVID wore me out. This world wears me out. Politics wears me out. I quit, I quit following it sometimes. It just wears me out. We get so attached to this world. And we allow this world to just be our new normal. It's kind of like this is just how it is. No, that's not how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to, Jesus had a child on his lap and he said, unless you become like one of these, you're not gonna enter the kingdom of heaven. Why? Why do I have to be like a child? Well, to a child, everything's new. You know what he said in Revelation? He said, I've come so that all things can be made new. That don't apply to demons, but it applies to you. Is there someone here today? You just want a new refreshing. Amen. I don't know about you. I want one. I want one. If you want one, just make your way down here. Hallelujah. There might be somebody here. You came in with something. You know what he'll do for you? He'll give you a new name. You come in this place and you've got an identity. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm the drug addict or I'm, I'm that lady. I have that situation. That's, that's what identifies me. But thank God, you can be made new. The gang member can become the preacher. He'll give you a new name. All things. But what you've got to do is you've got to say, God, I don't want to have a barren spirit. I don't want to have a heart of stone. God, put a heart of flesh back in me. Let me feel again. Let me, let me have hope again. Let me have, let me have the hope that I can be made new again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder if right now we would just make this a place where God is just pouring out refreshment. Where God is just ministering to people and saying, You've been living with a lot of pain in your life. You've been living with Pharaoh as your ruler far too long. I tell you what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to open up the Red Sea and I'm going to swallow that up. And you're never going to have to deal with that again. Hallelujah. That's the power that we have. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Just lift your hands. Lord, I pray right now, God, that you'd send a wave of refreshment into this church. God, we know that this age that we live in, it's prophesied it's going to wear out the saints of the Most High. But we get worn out every day, but every morning we get a new mercy. That we get a new dose of strength. That your anointing is, is new in our life every day, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Make me new today. Make me new today. That's it. Have a talk with God. This ain't about emotion. This is about your will. This is about a choice that you make. Say, God, I've been this way long enough. I'm ready for something new. I'm ready for a fresh start.
Hallelujah. We're gonna...